0: everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP.
1: I'm Zach.
0: And I'm Czar. All right, so we are heading into the Saturday, um, the first few days of the release for each one of the consoles. The PlayStation 5 has been out since November 12th. The Xbox Series X has been out since uh, the 10th. And uh, reception of the console has been pretty good so far. By the time we're recording this, I don't know about you guys. All I'm really seeing from both the console is more like, you know, those YouTube reviewers, but things have been pretty positive so far. Zara, what do you think with the Series X?
2: Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of positive reception, especially with unboxing videos. Um, some YouTubers have claimed unboxing the Xbox
0: Series X is, quote, orgasmic. <laughs> it's like unboxing a PC. That's fair. And I've seen that, too. And we'll get into that. It's crazy. So today's format for the episode is going to be a little weird. We're not doing debates. We're not doing anything gimmicky or fun. All we're going to do is talk about the reception so far of both of these consoles. And that, you know, Zach's going to do his Nintendo Nintendo stuff. What else is new? Wildcard,
1: bitches. Wow. <laughs> Wildcard.
0: Wild I guess let's just start talking. Czar, um, what are you feeling? You want to look at the PlayStation 5 first?
2: Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead and dive into the PS.
0: All right. So I'm kind of playing... Um, Just IGN's video in the back to give me some talking points as I'm going through this here. So far, for everybody that's been reviewing the PlayStation 5, the reception's been incredibly positive. I've talked about specs. We've been talking about specs since these consoles got announced, you know? So there's not a whole lot I can add in that department. The solid state drive has has proven to be just phenomenal beyond what most people could have possibly wanted. It's been performing absolutely beautifully i'll get i'll give points to xbox in this department and i'll let czar talk about it more i think that the playstation 5 has a pretty bland unboxing experience it's nothing special at all i've watched several different youtubers open the box and it's almost a little disappointing in my opinion it doesn't feel like you're opening up future it feels like another generic box console opening hell the playstation 4 Pro was better than the Xbox or the PlayStation 5 in my opinion. But obviously the unboxing experience does not make or break much about the PlayStation 5. Um, Reception for the way the console looks, we'll start with that. Most of the people I have seen uh, talk about the PlayStation 5 so far has gotten the disc drive edition. In fact, come to think of it, I don't think I've seen anybody unbox the digital only edition yet. So I'm still curious as to what people's opinion are on that versus the disc drive edition of the console.
2: Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, uh, especially because we were talking the wave of the future is going to be digital downloads, and yet all of these YouTubers are are
0: getting the disc drive, which is is just baffling. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It could it took me for a loop when I first saw it too, and I don't I honestly don't see a rhyme or reason to that. I figured that they were probably going to distribute half of the disk drive consoles out to some people and then the other half we're going to get the digital only edition but i haven't seen the digital edition in anybody's hands yet so it's a little up in the air at the moment i don't exactly know how it goes with this so when you immediately take the five the playstation 5 out of the box it really is amazing how big this console is that's the big thing that people cannot stop stressing about with this unboxing is just how big it is. If you put the PlayStation 5 on its or the PlayStation 4 on its side, the PlayStation 5 is about one and a half PlayStation 4 consoles. It's chonky.
2: Yeah, they. it was really deceptive when they showcased the design of the console because they didn't really have anything for comparison, but... No, this is this is a tall boy right here.
0: <laughs> there really is like that luxury feeling once you actually have the console in your hands. Like like I said, the unboxing experience is nothing to brag about, but the console, once you're actually looking at it, looks gorgeous. The white. Unbox Therapy was the big YouTuber that kind of pointed out that it's not really white-white. It's more of like an offset white color, and it goes beautifully with the black stripe that goes up and down the middle with the little slits for the fan. I mean, people are saying that this is just a really good looking console. I know we all had different opinions when we first saw it. Like, uh, it's kind of ugly or uh, I don't know. But once it settles in, you're like, you know what? I like it. And uh, you know what? Come to think of it, I don't think I even asked you guys for your opinion. What do you think of the shape of the PlayStation 5 at this point in time?
1: I think it looks pretty sleek. I love making fun of the Wi-Fi router.
0: You and everybody else on Reddit. <laughs> right. I love the
1: disc drive. I think it adds to it. I think if you get the digital edition, it literally you can't unsee the Wi-Fi router, but with the disc edition you can. I just think it's a neat looking console. I think it looks very futuristic, and I'm curious to see how it all uh, end up playing out.
2: That's, that's really what I think the takeaway is for the PlayStation 5, is that it looks futuristic. And I think even in the... uh PS5 review video that we watched to do this episode, they said that it's 2009's envisionment of 2040. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's no joke. It really does look like something straight out of sci-fi that you wouldn't even necessarily think is a gaming console. I, I, I do really hope it eventually releases in more colors than white because it is a little offsetting to the majority of a black background that most hardware comes with, like TVs, soundbars, and all that good stuff.
0: No, I totally agree. It it really does. The way that the aesthetic for electronics are moving in, PlayStation is keeping up, too, and I appreciate that. Um, Obviously, along with the the, uh, console itself, uh, the controller has been blowing people away by how much they love the controller. It's a little bulkier than the PlayStation 4 controller, but that's exactly what people like about it the fit in the hands is really really nice one other thing i don't ever think i mentioned it to you guys actually but the colored buttons you know the x the square the triangle and the circle with the multiple multiple colors on the playstation controller that they've had since literally forever kind of changed to that clear button with like just the grayish uh shapes on the inside i did not know how to feel about that at first but now that i'm seeing it again I love the design of this controller. Um, I love the LED stripes that go along the side of the touchpad that's still implemented in these amazing controllers. Uh, The built-in speaker has proven to be very well implemented, just amazing to use. Other than that, there's not a whole lot that's different. I've heard the triggers feel fantastic. The haptic feedback really did bring a new experience to some of the games people have used it for so far. Here is something that they did not tell us about, So you might have seen that on the inside of the white parts of the PlayStation 5 console itself, there's little tiny texture on each of those white parts. And that's the X, the squares, the triangles and the circles that are on the inside. Did you guys see that by chance?
1: Yeah, it looks super sleek.
0: Yeah. Well, what they actually did is they put that exact same design on the back of the PlayStation 4 controller. And it's great for aesthetic purposes, but it also adds a little bit of this grippy feel to the controller. That is an incredible feature. Attention to detail like that is why I'm so stoked for this console. Did you guys know about that with the controller?
1: Yeah, I absolutely loved seeing that reveal. And like, I imagine feeling it's going to be a whole other thing. Um, But yeah, it looks super sleek. And like you said, that attention to detail is fabulous. You're paying for a top-end console. So little uh,
2: bits and bytes like that really make it. Uh, feel worthwhile in your purchase. Oh, absolutely. And it really seems like PlayStation is focusing a lot of their attention on making the controller the best possible controller in gaming ever. And I think they're doing very well in that department.
0: And I feel like that's part of where PlayStation is starting to really shine is, you know, bringing more of these features that are kind of being put to the wayside up to the front line. Like, what can we do to really enhance the gamers experience as they're playing these games. Well, we're gonna put haptic feedback into the controllers uh, to immerse the gamer. We're really gonna work on the sound immersion with those games and the consoles that are gonna be able to be played on it. Um, We really wanna suck the player in. That's what PlayStation 5 has been really focusing on. A little bit more about the console itself, the base. The base of this console that makes it stand either upright like you'll see in most of the videos or on its side. So the base actually has little different positions that it can go into depending on what you want the orientation of the console to be, which I thought was pretty creative because obviously the big question when you see the shape of the PlayStation 5 is, well, what if I wanna put it on its side? So if you wanna put it horizontally, you're gonna take the ba- you're gonna take the base and you're gonna put the PlayStation right in the base as it comes in. There's actually two black hooks in the back of the base that'll hold on to the bottom of the console, and then there's a screw hidden inside the base that you actually screw into the PlayStation itself. It's actually a lot more secure looking than it looks because I thought it was kind of going for the Nintendo Wii approach where it kind of just seats in there, and it's not necessarily it's not super stable. It. it and especially with the size of PlayStation 5, that made me nervous. But they really did engineer the base in a way to make it so this thing will be pretty sturdy.
2: It does seem like it comes with a lot of extra parts. And like what happens if you lose the stand that it comes on? Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a little wobbly if it's on its side. But be honest, like how much are you going to move this console? Like the point of a gaming console is to not be constantly worried about it Moving around on your table.
0: Yep, you know what? That's totally fair. So, I mean,
2: it—the stand does what it's supposed to do, and you know, if you break your console, more than likely, it's on you for doing something stupid because PlayStation already put those contingencies in effect.
0: Absolutely. Um, and then yeah, if you want to put it on its side, the base can actually rotate. There's a rotatable piece to it so that you can do that, and it sits stably on a surface vertically. So. You have the options of how you like to have the console. And that's really what I like to see because it's got a goofy shape because of the well, what it is and the disk drive version, especially with its little curve that goes inward. They had to figure out what to do there. I think they implemented it really well and pretty much all the YouTubers who have reviewed it so far seem to agree. Let's go a little bit more into uh, the menu options and some of the in game specs. So I talked about it and I still stand by this point. The main menu for when you open up the PlayStation 5 for when you get in there and you start actually playing some games, it's not that much different from the PlayStation 4. You still have those blocks that kind of tell you what app or what game you're about to go into. But they made the blocks smaller. And when you hover over them, it puts a little more emphasis on showing you artwork for the game. And I like that. I think it's really, really cool. Hopping into the game... People really, really like that menu system we were talking about a few few, uh, weeks ago with the in-game achievements and showing you progress of games you're playing and showing you hints if you're an achievement hunter. People have really, really been enjoying that aspect of the PlayStation 5. I was a little iffy about it personally because I thought it kind of cheats you out of a little bit of the experience of being a completionist and hell, even just playing a game in general. Um, but that seems to be a pretty uncommon opinion because everybody else has been absolutely in love with it, including you, Zar. I feel like you actually told me that that's something you're actually pretty excited about for the PlayStation 5. Oh, I absolutely
2: am. I think that that functionality is just amazing because like we said before, if you get stuck somewhere or you want to really just move forward in a very specific direction, you're going to go to YouTube or you're going to give it a search and so this just cuts out the middleman that you can just seamlessly in game, look at all this stuff without diverting any focus from what you're actually doing. And yeah, I'm, I'm very jealous of that. I, I really hope Xbox
0: swoops in and kind of steals that idea. <laughs> I, if it takes off and it looks like it's going to, it looks like it'll be probably implemented on more systems. Something else that nobody's really talked about that much that I'm seeing for the first time in this IGN review is what's the data transfer from the PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation 5 gonna look like? Well, it actually looks like it's going to be pretty seamless. Um, It's gonna be a little bit of a challenge if you have some type of extended storage like I do, but it looks like all you're gonna have to do if you do have that extended storage is put that data onto the actual hard drive of your console, and then it'll be able to transfer to the PlayStation 5 very, very seamlessly, via some type of wired LAN connection. It's going to be pretty simple. I'm excited about that because like that's been a challenge for some game makers like, OK, next generation of the consoles coming out. What do we do to make it so that data transfers safely over the next console? It's always been a little iffy, um, but no, they implemented it perfectly with PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5, and that's really it. People have really been enjoying the interface. People have been really been enjoying the console. Um, The last thing that I did want to remark on is a couple PlayStation 5 made a big deal about the accessories that you can get with the PlayStation 5 on launch day. I wanted to remark on a few of those. So the controller does technically count as an accessory to the PlayStation 5 in this sense, but I've already expressed how much I love these controllers. I think they're sleek. They look amazing. People are saying they fit wonderfully in their hands. The create button. I forgot to talk about the create button. Just, you know, if you're some type of content creator or hell, if you just want to take cool pictures in the middle of your game and share them with your friends. It, it's such a well-made controller. Unfortunately, I can't say the same thing about its little charging base. That was another accessory. Um, it. People have been remarking that it looks a little flimsy and that the plastic is... It just kind of gives off more of a cheap feel compared to the rest of the console experience. Um, Still, it does what it does. Um, it charges your controllers very well, has a nice, satisfying little click as you put them in there. And I guess at the end of the day, that's all you can really ask of a charging stand. And finally, the headset. Um, I don't remember what it's called. It was like the... It had some special name, like the special PlayStation headset. I'm trying to go through it right now and look for it. Whatever it is, people are remarking that the sound on that is phenomenal and that it's got very cushy and very comfortable headphones to it, just making a great feel for the headset. The very last thing I want to remark on is the PlayStation 5 has 875 gigabytes of internal storage. I mean, it's definitely an upgrade from the traditional 500 we've seen with most consoles, but... Why not just go for the full terabyte at that point? I don't know. That irked me a little bit because a little bit of that has to go to the operating system. Just as reference, Grand Theft Auto V takes up 94 gigabytes of space on the console. You know, you download like 10 to 15 games and that thing is full. There's no internal storage like enhancements that you can give to the PlayStation 5 like you could the Xbox Series X. So we're heading back to extended storage. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um but it is something to keep in mind. If that's something that's a big deal to you when you're trying to pick this console up. In conclusion, the PlayStation 5, it's got a few areas where it could have improved, but overall people seem to be incredibly happy with the experience. I'm incredibly happy that they nailed the launch of this console. I hope a lot of people will be able to get their hands on it before the year ends.
2: With that, Zara, what are you thinking, dude?
0: Xbox Series X time.
2: I'm thinking it's a good time to be a gamer no matter what console you're on. (laughs) I'll agree with that. Now the time has come to talk about the Series X. And what I really liked and what my first impression of the Series X is, is how simplistic it is. And they really took the concept of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They start out this review video that we watched on YouTube with uh, details about the dashboard, the home screen, and they're all identical to the Xbox One. I mean, even the power button makes the exact same noise. I, I actually really like that. There's They've been catching a lot of flack, like it doesn't feel like a new console. When I power up a new Xbox, I want new, but this has been time tested. Like it took them seven years to figure out how they wanted to do the home screen, how they wanted to do the online store, and how they wanted to keep all of these features sleek and very user-friendly. So I, I think that's actually a good thing that they kept most of those home screen features identical with the blocks and the apps and the pins that you can snap.
0: The key to it, honestly, Xbox nailed it pretty early on in its career with simplicity of the home screen because PlayStation 3 made it so complicated. And that was one of people's biggest complaints about the PlayStation 3. And then PlayStation 4 took a note from Xbox and that's kind of how we got to where we are. So kudos to Xbox on that.
2: Yeah, you know, simple and user friendly. That that makes a good console. But now, so let's talk about the actual physical design of the Xbox and I got to say, It's sleek and it's pretty, Uh, very, very minimalist. It just is a a big tower, but that simplistic design is just a modest disguise for the powerhouse package that's residing within. Um, So for starters, it's I think about maybe a foot tall or something like that. And it is just a completely black, solid rectangle. You have a disc tray um, just right in the bottom corner, power button right above that um, at the top. And then on the back, you have your external ports and wire connections, and that's, that's it. It is just a big black box that really sits well and comfortably in any room without overtaking the room and making all eyes on on that Xbox. Mm-hmm. I I think it's able to sit on its side. I wasn't quite sure whether or not to, if if uh, they mentioned
0: that. Yep, you can put it on its side.
2: And unlike the PlayStation, it since it is completely rectangular, you don't need a base or any extra dongles to assist it in sitting. Although the bottom of the console does still have a built-in base. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's just, it's not like any extra screws or any extra effort that you have to put in yourself. And honestly, this thing works as a nightlight. (laughs) The top, the top is perforated, uh, for airflow and that's where the fans are, but it also emits a really cool green glow even when the console's off. Yeah, it, it looks really pretty. I really like the, the way they took this. Um, Okay, so now going into some of the internal features of it, um, right off the bat, you can sync your phone to the console and download an extra app, and you can actually toggle your settings, download games, and just finagle every preference to your liking. I think it's really cool that they're integrating the smartphone with your console, and I mean, they've already done that with... Uh, Xbox Glass on the Xbox One, and so I I think it's really cool that they're moving that forward and really keeping that integration in your hands as well as on your TV. It's also really, really quiet. From what I got in this video, the Xbox Series X runs at about 40 decibels, and the Xbox One is about 60, so you won't hear that humming or the little buzzing on the background of your game, which is awesome.
0: That is awesome. That's actually pretty impressive, too.
2: Oh, yeah, because Xbox has really kind of had a bad reputation for having a noisy console. And it's, it's just mind-blowing to me that we see so much power running so smoothly and so quietly that, you know, you're not even going to hear it. It's, it's amazing. I absolutely love it. We couldn't talk about the xbox without talking about backwards compatibility the transition of memory from old console to new is so easy it's it's virtually automatic everything just gets transferred over nicely and you can even set it aside from extra storage so your internal can you know really focus its its space on like you know, those hundred and twenty gigabyte games like Call of Duty and Halo. Um, although I think I think they did say you needed like an USB attachment for the previous gen games, which still cool. And you know, the the biggest downfall about this new console generation is storage. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation has the Xbox beat in storage. Uh, Xbox only has 802 gigabytes of internal. And so that's it's, you know, like 60 less than the PlayStation. But still, I'm with you on that, JP. Why don't they just move up to the terabyte and mm-hmm. end of the day, you're going to have to get an external hard drive for either console, which sucks. But, you know, I don't really see a solution to that in the near future. It, it just kind of is what it is.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it was definitely to help with the price point because I figured after seeing all the technology that was going into these consoles, the only way I could see them saving a little bit of cash to make them as cheap as they were was to do something storage wise. Because I mean, hell, even the the standard for most of last generation was just a one terabyte hard drive. And then they dumbed it down a little bit. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But Xbox definitely has the advantage with the Series X on the ability to just use, like, a card-type system for additional storage. That is a feature I'm jealous of.
2: Yeah, it is, it is really nice. Um, they are really... It's so good, JP. Shut up, Zach. <laughs> this is back to your wild card corner. Not <laughs> Nintendo time yet. Uh, anywho, I kind of saved this towards the end of my talk, but the unboxing... The unboxing of this console is a magical experience. It's been compared to unboxing some sort of Apple products. It's just, oh, they have styrofoam, they have everything placed so specifically, wrapped individually you really feel like you're unboxing a PC. And that is the powerhouse that you can expect from this new Xbox is PC quality. Mm -hmm. Everything runs so flawlessly. The 4K is beautiful. 120 frames per second. It's it's all so pretty. (laughs) And I mean, that's not to say that the PlayStation isn't going to compete in this area because, you know, new new generation of console, you're going to get some pretty games.
0: It's true. Oh,
2: I love, I love everything about this new Xbox. Um, the, like I said, the only thing I'm really a bit apprehensive about is the storage and it, it, kind of seems like it might run a little bit slower than the PlayStation. It's still wicked fast. They had a time by time comparison of load screens, uh, from the Xbox one to the series X and it's like a 15 second difference going from three second loading time or going from like 15 to 20 second loading times to three seconds and you're right back in the game
0: that is brilliant i do
2: also really like how flawless the transition between games and apps are too just with the push of a button on the controller which i haven't talked too much about the controller because it's more or less the same as the xbox one controller
0: yeah i was gonna say there doesn't look like any difference And if it's not broke, why fix it?
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I want to emphasize with the Xbox Series X is Microsoft knows if it's not broken, don't fix it. And they took all of the aspects that made the Xbox One nearly perfect and brought them over to the new generation because that's what we know how to use. And that's what we like to use. Um, but uh, so back to the controller a little bit. There is one small difference between the controllers, and it's the addition of a share button. Ah, okay. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I did take some screenshots and I did uh, take some videos from games on the Xbox One, and it's it's really easy to do. But you know, you have to hit the home button, scroll over to the social media page, and then you can record and even edit your videos and pictures all on the Xbox and return back to your game. Okay. This share button just cuts all that extra work out. You hit the share button, you move into editing and capturing what you want to capture. I get why they had such a small addition and such a small change to their console, because you can actually use previous gen Xbox controllers on your next gen console. So Mm -hmm. you can take your, really pretty, customized MLG Pro Elite controllers from the Xbox One. And you can use them on the Xbox Series X, which is really cool, because you can drop a lot of freaking money into a controller.
0: You can, and that's actually one of the things that people were complaining about with the PlayStation, if you remember, is like, how much of my tech am I going to be able to bring over the next gen console? And PlayStation just threw their hands up in the air, like, what do you want? (laughs) Tell us what you want.
2: But the difference there is they have revolutionized their controller and they have put so much into their controller and I'm jealous as an Xbox fan because I really want that built in speaker into my controller and we're just not going to get it because Xbox isn't focusing on the controller.
0: Oh, dude, it's it is cool. It adds a whole new dynamic to games.
2: Oh, it really does. I mean, I had it with the Wii. And man, when I hit a golf shot in Wii Sports, that was just crisp and it made me feel like I was in the game. But sadly, Xbox won't get that feature. But, you know, it's that's really not too much of a setback, I don't think. I still think that everything works so flawlessly on this console. And honestly, it's a little hard to talk about the Xbox Series X because of how identical it is to the Xbox One it does it does kind of feel to me like all of their eggs went into the make this as pretty as possible basket you know you got a minimalist design for the console identical home screen and preferences and and an identical controller except for a share button that puts a lot of focus into making the games good and making the games pretty and you know as a gaming console, I think that's that's a good choice.
0: <laughs> I think what's very interesting is if you look at the end of both of us kind of got a lot of these talking points from like YouTubers we've seen, uh, people we've heard talking about the consoles, friends and family, and of course, IGN. And what's interesting is they gave each console the same score of an 8 out of 10. Great. Yeah, I thought so that was we really funny. <laughs>
2: Man, they're really taking the fence route on this
0: one. They don't want to oh, endorse one IGN. over the other. It's IGN. They weren't gonna take a hard stance on this. I mean Oh no. And come to think of it, we should be taking that with a grain of salt too, because it's IGN. That's that is that is very fair. And I think I think where we'll really see a
2: true winner in the console race is gonna be next year. Once people have had their fill, they've gotten to play with their new shiny toys for a couple months, then we'll really see a differentiation in sales. Cause right now I, I, from both of us talking, I cannot think of one situation or the other where either console is just like trumping the other one. You know, like none of them have this feature or this design that pushes
0: people to be like fuck that console i'm getting this one (laughs) it's gonna be a hard choice either way and that's fair but obviously we're a little biased so it might be time to throw in the wild card uh zach release the wild card (laughs) 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 oh this whole you know when zach has to clear his throat it's gonna be good
1: nintendo nintendo NINTENDO, 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 NINTENDO.
0: (laughs) And that's the episode.
1: (laughs) What you guys should be considering here is, what do you want in a console?
0: I'm hearing typing. What's he doing? What are you doing?
1: I am writing a very strong letter towards John Paul. Do you know a John Paul?
0: I think that's my name, but I'll have to check my birth certificate.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky you're cute. I'd get you for sassiness.
0: (laughs) And funny, don't forget funny.
2: JPs can be cute and funny.
1: Okay, no. so my point here is you have two camps. You have your PlayStation peeps and your Xbox peeps. I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I think as long as, you know, Xbox does that one thing where they, you know, release games, they'll be fine. I think either (laughs) one is going to be good. Like you're going to get more power with the wonderful um xbox series x but you're gonna still have a good time playing your playstation 5 like you're, it's not gonna be a noticeable difference what i'm excited for to see is games that are constantly running at 60 frames per second and 4k graphics i don't want to see any more of this like 30 20 frames per second like it really does like you can feel the difference now i used to think that was a bunch of hoopla, hoopla! but if you try going back to the n64 where you get like 20 frames with playstation one you get like the 20 frames you you can feel the
2: difference oh it gives me a headache anymore
1: <laughs>
0: I, yeah i'll agree with that and so
1: i am very excited to just see if these consoles deliver on what they say like yeah dirt 5 it looks gorgeous it's a racing simulator i want to make sure that games like godfall that are intense they have colors popping they're um constantly simulating with multiplayer involvement I want to make sure it keeps that steady six frames per second and looks freaking gorgeous. At the end of the day, I don't care if your unboxing was beautiful or not. If I play your console and it's fun, you can aim my book. And so I'm probably going to buy a PS5 the second it goes on sale. I'm probably not going to buy an Xbox Series X until ever. Just because <laughs> I, have a, I have a PC, you know what I mean? Like I really don't see the point of buying an Xbox Series X and I'm totally fine with being wrong. Please tell me why I'm wrong because I like Xbox. I love Halo, I respect them as a brand,
2: but I already have a PC and I'm pretty happy with what I'm getting. That's absolutely fair. It's it's kind of a downfall in Xbox's favor. Like, it's really cool that they own the PC market, but it's gonna kill their console market because there's gonna be so many people with your mindset of, you know, I already have the PC and I can play every single game on a console on my PC. Whereas PlayStation, you don't have the PC option for most of their exclusive titles. And I think at the end of the day, you're right, Zach, it's really going to come down to the games because PlayStation has the IPs. They constantly put out those exclusive titles and Xbox is boasting going in the past. And you know, taking all of your previous games from the Xbox original and playing them on a new console. Mm-hmm. But gaming is all about moving forward. So you gotta find a good balance there. And honestly, that could be the deciding factor of who wins this console war.
1: I like what you said about IG and being on the fence. You have two quality products. We know someone's gonna make a good product. The PS3 by all sense of purposes, totally freaking flopped. But they still, like when JP put an argument they still came out with The Last of Us. The PS3 actually surpassed the Xbox 360. You know Sony is gonna make this a worthwhile purchase for you, much as I hate mm. to say it. Um, you know Xbox is committed to their games because you know they're spending oodles of money and they're setting up xCloud and all this good stuff. So it's just kind of, which operating system do you vibe with? Which one do you gel with? And I hope that crossplay keeps going on so that I can play with my friends who are on Xbox, and my friends who are on PlayStation. Because honestly, I don't see there being much of a console war much longer. As much as just, I prefer Xbox like I prefer Samsung. I prefer Apple like I compare. I you know feel for Apple. They're two good products. It's just which one do you like or resonate with more as a customer?
0: And also, I think something we've never recognized on the podcast is if you are a PC gamer, you're still supporting Microsoft because you're using a Windows operating system, which is made by Microsoft. You're you know. You can do Xbox stuff on your PC like it in a way is supporting Microsoft and Xbox as a whole. So but not to say you didn't raise a good point. The best thing you can do to cover all of your bases is have a gaming PC and have a PlayStation and have a Nintendo product. And obviously, that's a lot of money and <laughs> not asking for a lot of things. So you kind of have to figure out what you want to do from there.
2: Well, especially considering how much you're going to spend on these next gen consoles, because, you know, We've been talking it's going to be like $500 to $600 for these consoles. But you're going to have to get an external hard drive. That's another $200. With the PlayStation, there's all of these extra accessories that you can use, which is going to rack up the cost too. Um, Xbox didn't really have any extra dongles or attachments, which I really like. I really like the simplicity. But you're still going to be spending damn near $1,000 for these new consoles overall.
0: That's not even including games.
2: Yeah, that's not even including games. And that's a little daunting. Online services, controllers. Online, so yeah.
0: Absolutely. You'd have to
2: pay like five to 10 bucks a month for online services. And really- My backlog! My wallet! <laughs> and really that <laughs> sucks because anymore with new consoles, they're kind of going in the way the Xbox One went on its launch to where you kind of have to have internet to use the console like these these gaming consoles are really turning into pcs
0: and xbox is also doing a better job like a future proofing via services and other kinds of technology that's why xbox has been branching out so much with one xbox game pass which is outstanding and now we're talking about like cloud-based services what xbox is doing is they're getting ready for a future where we might not have these physical consoles like who knows where gaming is gonna be in 10 years. So in a sense, I feel like Xbox is doing a better job of going in that direction as well. So yeah, we really do have an interesting situation on our hands there, trying to figure out what's going on and what the next few steps are gonna be.
1: And I'm really excited to see what Nintendo is gonna do in all this. They are always like, like I play the wild card on purpose because Nintendo's a fucking wild card, guys. They are. You never know what they're gonna do. Like I said earlier, or in the last episode on Wednesday, um, they might make a Switch Pro that doesn't even switch anymore. Like, we really don't know what they're going to do. Um, they made a VR Mario Kart recently. They have VR Nintendo Labo. They have Ring Fit Adventure. They always do this beaten off the path thing. And I really hope just for once they go for that 4K graphics and they just update. Because they have, they're, they're like the reverse Xbox. They have all the IPs, like Czar said, but they just don't ever put the power there. And they don't have the online infrastructure. And I really wanna see Nintendo take that next step. I don't know how they're gonna do it because-
0: I I know it's weird talking, you know, switching this over to the Nintendo conversation. Is there a part of you that thinks maybe Nintendo is intentionally holding back some of those features? One, for a better price point, but two, because if they try and implement some of these features, then it's going to seem like they're trying to compete with PlayStation and Xbox and maybe they don't want to do that.
1: I think they're just really backwards. I really do. I really think they just don't value online. They value couch gaming. And like, I don't say backwards in a bad way. Like There's an audience for that.
0: But there's a bigger audience in making a beefy, juiced up console that can play Nintendo games.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the GameCube was one of their worst selling consoles, even though it was it was the beefy boy at the time. Before the Xbox came out a year later, it was the strongest console. Believe it or not, the PS2 was the weakest console in that generation. It was a glorified DVD machine, right, Czar?
0: Yeah, it was. Shut up. But no, you are right about the GameCube. Maybe that's kind of scarred Nintendo in a way because they were like, okay, we went the route where we went all out with making sure we had the best technology gaming could offer at the time, and yet it still didn't perform nearly as well in sales as our competitor. Maybe that was a turning point where they're like, maybe it's time to start doing more off the beaten path type things.
1: And then they were rewarded heavily with the Nintendo DS, two touch screens. They, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were one of the originators of touch screen. iPhone came out in 2007 and the DS came out and everyone was like two screens and touch screens, like that's next gen technology back then. And then like you said, the Wii motion controls, you had the Kinect, you had the PlayStation Move, PlayStation Play
0: whatever it was Uh PlayStation move. And yeah, it did not perform too well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like they were rewarded for going off that beaten path. And so now they're, I don't know, it's it feels like they're always trying to find their next gimmick. So I'm, I'm excited to see where they fit into this piece, because like I said, they are a wild card. And my guess is they're finally going to go back to like a more powerful console, but it's still going to have some sort of GameCube niche. It's not going to be a 4k 60 FPS system. No fucking way. It's going to be that. That would be outrageous. That would be 600 bucks I want to bet. Like to get that portable and then mass produce that like I don't know easily. And Nintendo's always about like I mean their Joy-Con drift is one thing, but they're always about quality of their products. And so there's no way to cheap skate that and make a Wii. No,
0: they would have to definitely go all in and it's like, "Okay, we're going to put this out, but it's going to be $400." And and they've never sold the
1: console at a loss except I think maybe the Wii U. <laughs> But that was just because they gave out like a free game. That's the only reason it was a loss.
0: Well, we've given a lot for people to consider. We've talked about all the bases. We've gone over everything. Is there any final thoughts before we just tell people, if you're out there, enjoy your new consoles? What do you think? I mean, yeah, honestly,
2: at the end of the day, what is left to say is that you, the listeners, and you, the gamers, need to decide yourself. Like, try it out. Take your preference and run with it. Both consoles are going to be
0: fantastic. And what a time to be a gamer. What a time to be a gamer. Now, that being said, the very last question I have before we get out of here for the day is whatever your preferences for the next gen consoles. Realistically, how soon do you guys think you're going to actually pick one up?
1: Be a birthday present for me, maybe Maybe a little January thing. We'll
0: see about you as soon as January for you. Zach might be the first one then to get one of these
2: yeah probably honestly I think I'm gonna wait until next November like it there's no reason i I see that I need to scrap my Xbox one because I mean I may not get all the new games and all the fancy stuff but I'm still more than content with my current Xbox and I, I'm a little reluctant to shell out that much money so quickly but I don't know we'll see maybe maybe I'll find a good sale or Maybe, I don't know, I'll somehow happen to stumble upon a new Xbox.
0: What do you mean just stumble upon a new Xbox? Like, oh I got my
2: Xbox One for free because one of my friends slept with my ex-girlfriend.
0: Bruh.
2: Ouch. <laughs> I mean, hey, I got a new Xbox out of it. He felt so guilty. He's like, hey, I bought an Xbox. Let's play it together. And then he just left it at my house. Are you joking? Nope. That's how I got my Xbox. Free of charge.
0: What? On earth, kind of story is that
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is Czar's life.
0: Huh.
2: Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs>
0: Realistically, for me, I'm probably not gonna pick up the PlayStation 5 till about mid 2021. And for me, it's more of a money thing. I'm I'm broke, boys. I am broke. This
1: podcast is gonna take off any second now, boys. You just wait. Heck yeah.
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
2: Maybe someone will send us free three copies it'll it'll be really funny if they send jp an xbox and they send me a playstation
0: and they're like and they like no tradesies. <laughs> you enjoy it because i had that conversation with my brother because you know uh burger king's doing the playstation 5 and like taco bell's doing the xbox and we made it. he's like can we just trade if we win each other's consoles i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> all right boys that's pretty much it are we ready to get out of here for the day Let's go
2: play some games.
1: Nintendo, 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 (laughs) Nintendo. And on that.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your Game Tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.